With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Wednesday, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Harmon back after a night spent waxing his legs. He is ready to go. Oh, they look glorious. That's good. That's good. Oh, dude. I, I was just, I was just, that was just a shot in the dark. But I, I, I'm glad I got it right. Well, I mean, you got to use the time wisely, and when your calves and quads are so thick and meaty, 
I mean, it takes some time and precision work to do a quality job for when you can eventually get back to the beach area, which, as we know here in Southern California, might be a little bit. So we we may have to apply that again next week. But uh, all good things. It was a good day off. Uh, We celebrated my daughter's birthday, ran around like fools, uh, had some fun, uh, grilled a lot, and, uh, uh, of course, mocked you incessantly on on, – well, text back and forth throughout the show. Uh, Try to yeah. distract you and see if I could pull you off your game. Yeah, no, no. I noticed on your night off where you weren't working, you were just as involved as you are on, on normal nights. That, that was pretty Well, I was trying to feed you stories yeah. in case yeah, there was some okay. way you and Steve wanted to go and, and making sure you didn't miss anything because we're – if nothing else, you and I, we stay on top of what's happening, right? <laughs> sure. This isn't something from 20 hours ago, like, you know, if it broke right after us yesterday or, or whatever. I mean, no, 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 no. We, we are living in the moment, and I just wanted to make sure while I was sitting around, um, you know, waxing my legs. I mean, because you got to let it, let it you know, apply and, and, and let it do its work. So right. I had a little bit of time to per- peruse social media for you. Yeah, you do know a lot about that, though. I'm, I'm, again, a lot, a lot of knowledge and readily accepting on that leg waxing. All right. You know what, though? I am a uh, positive, positive force in mm-hmm. this world today, and, and yeah. I know a lot about a lot of things. And okay. I don't see why you're trying to make it a pejorative, uh, angry kind of thing. No, I'm not say- I'm just what if, saying. What if I was going to go down the competition route? No. What I've- if I decided in six months I'm going to be ripped and I'm going to go challenge Greg Jennings for, you know, the hierarchy of fo- the Fox Sports family of being yoked? Great. Maybe I wanted Jennings. to know about that leg waxing now. Okay, I don't. I don't think being yoked is about leg waxing. I. I, I didn't know. Well, those but two when were... you go on stage to do your uh-huh. pose down, man. Oh no, you're gonna go Come on stage. On. Wow, we are fine. I'm, I'm. What a great interviewer I am. I'm. I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I'm getting you to talk about all kinds of stuff. I'm like the Oprah of Fox Sports Radio. I can just get people to talk. No, say hello I'm going to go out in my bedazzled White Sox jersey. Say hello to then, Michael uh, Harmon. I was do I get a car up? for showing up? <laughs> you Should get I jump a on a couch? What you do I get need to, to do? drive home in a car, and you get to drive home in your car. Uh, well, that's the difference between us and Oprah. I can say you can drive home in a car instead of you're getting a car. You drive home in the car you drove here in. Uh, that's that's your prize. All right, great. All right, good. Well, that, that, well as long as it runs, it's all good. You know so, me. All I care about is A to B. Yeah, and I'm I'm not a flashy <laughs> car guy, man. As as long as it keeps moving, gas mileage is okay, and. Uh, you know, it's moderately safe. I mean, so, let's call it what it is. Uh, we drive in Southern California. We're already always taking some risk. So while Harmon was manscaping, here's what you missed. What you missed while Harmon was away. Uh, while you were away. Hey, congratulations. Today we finally got to the day where Major League Baseball uh, players started reporting to teams today, tomorrow. I felt like it's been a long time to get to this day. Uh, we'll have John Paul Morosi on the show today. We're going to get to that. Baseball's a really big day today. But... The NFL decides to do something, and I know now for a fact the NFL listens to the show. Because last night while you were out, while you were shaving and doing all kinds of things, uh, Mm -hmm. we heard the story that the NFL potentially, NFL Network was saying, potentially NFL is looking to cut the preseason from four games down to fewer numbers. And when I saw this story, I said, you know, this is finally the NFL. They have to understand that they're going to need to bend a little bit. They're going to need to, to, to be a little bit more 
okay with changing things and changing the clock and changing the calendar and being a little bit more adaptable to what is going on. And that, look, they may cut it down to two games, but eventually the preseason is going to go down to no games. And today we got the story that the NFL is going to, in fact, shorten the preseason to two games. They are going to skip week one and week four. So they're going to play week two, week three games. Those are the games they're going to continue on with. So it's not like we're getting a whole new schedule. We're getting rid of week one, getting rid of week four. Uh, So this is what we're getting. It'll be two weeks later. And now there's two less weeks of preseason football. Eventually, we're going to get down to no games because the NFL is going to sit there and they're going to have to say to themselves, okay, what's going on in the country right now? We're not seeing coronavirus cases decrease, right? What was that story today in Tuscaloosa that, that kids are having parties to see who can get coronavirus so they can win a yeah, pool? Yeah, but we predicted that weeks ago. I mean, ago. That's, that's just Yeah, insane. I mean, we talked about that probably almost two months ago, that's Jason. That's just insane. But this is where we're at. This is two months later. You figure, okay, we're not going to have this kind of stuff. But this is where we're at now. And there is nothing that tells any of us that, okay, we're going to flatten the curve enough in the next three weeks – as players are going to have to make a decision whether they're going to come to camp, we're not going to be able to sit here and say, okay, great, Uh, we we all feel good about going to camp. The NFL is going to eventually, I've said this for a long time, they're going to eventually push their calendar to the middle of October. But preseason is going to go away entirely because they'll get to the point where they're like, why they don't want to cancel all the preseason because that's the NFL saying, well, we won't do it until we have to. But at least this is good that they're showing they're bending and having to adapt a little bit because – Why they'll get down to zero is that they're going to say, why are we risking the season by having two meaningless weeks of games where potentially players can walk away from this with COVID-19 and then we can't start the season? Because it's a lot tougher to start to stop the season after it started and you get a couple of weeks in and everybody is NFL mad and, hey, this is great. The NFL is back. We're playing. Hey, we have some positive COVID-19 tests. No, go forward. Keep playing. Everything is great. It's a lot easier to stop it after the before the season starts than to do it after it started. So if you play two weeks of preseason games and suddenly you have pockets of players on each team with COVID-19, that's hang on, hang on a second, we can't play the NFL and suddenly, oh my, we're stuck. But once you get the NFL back and everybody gets into it, and the fan, what kind of push will there be in the country towards continuing to play NFL games? And so that's why the NFL eventually is going to say, okay, there's no reason for us to play these games. Is the football going to be rough the first week? Sure it will, but you know what? The football's rough anyway because nobody plays in the preseason, right? Sean McVay ruined the preseason. I'm not playing anybody. Now we're going to the Super Bowl. Hey! All right, so no one needs a preseason anymore. But that's what's going to happen. Eventually, they'll get down to it, to zero games, because it's they're going to say, there's no reason why we're going to risk the health of these players in games that don't mean anything. At least if something happens, it's games that count, and we can maybe start, and we can figure out a way around it. There's different things at work here, strategy-wise. Some of it is smart. Some of it is is putting players at risk, which I just talked about. Hey, maybe we'll be able to push okay, but this is where the world is right now, where the United States is about pushing forward. But I think eventually the NFL is going to say, yeah, we don't need these two games, and we'll be down to zero. We're just going to start the beginning of the season when we start. Yeah, I would suspect that, that that becomes the case and and you push it away. I always love when people bring in the false equivalence of the college football season. Well, they get right after it. It's like, no, they play a bunch of crappy teams in divisional schools as warm-ups. Everybody, except for like those, those kickoff classics that make a lot of money for the different broadcast networks. I love you, Fox. But the fact of the matter is that you don't go, you don't jump straight into 
you know, your conference season. You just don't. And in the NFL, you don't have the ability to say, hey, everybody gets to play the Jets or the Jaguars in week one. You don't get to do it. I'm sorry. So you push ahead as best you can. For this particular year, you look at it and you just say, all right, what's the smartest way to go? You still have two to three weeks before you have to make your absolute determination, right? Because it's not like you're upending anybody that was traveling to said games, at least as of now, right? Because it's all been about we want to have fans in stadium for the regular season. It hasn't been the, hey, we want people to show up for preseason, although maybe that's just assumed. But in all the the rhetoric, it's been about, all right, that first NFL official weekend that we can get into the stadium and get that revenue flowing uh, as as normal. So if that means a last-minute end around to, to this and just say, all right, forget it, game on, nobody's going to bat an eye. Right, because it's going to be odd. You're not going to have the normal work throughs of those fringe players anyway. Right, that's just not going to happen because you if you reduce it to two, your starters have to play because you have. I mean, you've got to get reps. Right, you don't have a throwaway week of games to put out there like we do week week four where. Most guys don't even dress anymore. So that one was already gone. We kind of assumed that one away. So really, you only took one away uh, in this. And we'll see how they do the competitions for those final spots. Might as well have another um, training camp television show that rolls through. It's like, all right, for each team, just record how you you figure out how you're getting those last couple guys, whether it's rock, paper, scissors, or who's fastest, or maybe you set up an American Gladiators kind of situation uh, for those roster spots because it ain't going to be a normal um, off-season work through and training camp that we've seen. It's, it's all about adapting on the fly and, and keeping your balance. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. So with that being said, okay, we're probably not going to see the preseason. We're cutting it down to two. We're probably not going to see any. Here's another thing that the NFL and college football need to take a step back, and if they understand this and can get out of their own way, realize that football doesn't need to be in jeopardy at all. All right, today, the Penn State athletic director, uh, Sandy Barber, said spring football is the last resort. To play the college football season in the spring mm-hmm. is the last resort. There was a report yesterday the Ivy League is considering playing in the spring an only league game. So they're not traveling very far, and they're playing uh, schools that are close to them geographically. Just stop and think about this for a second. There is no reason why the NFL can't start their season or college football can't start its season January 1st, there is no reason outside of the yearly clock that the NFL and college football is on. We've always done it this way. This is how we do business. There's no reason why you can't play football in four months, five months. Let everything burn out, figure things out, wait for a vaccine. You can play the NFL season January 1st. What do you have to do then? Well, then we have to move around the clock, the the calendar a little bit. Maybe we play less games. Maybe we start, we play 12 games. Adapt a little bit. Football's not on a clock. Look, Rick Pitino said today, college hoops shouldn't start till January 1st and then play conference-only schedule. 
that could be something that happens. You need to adapt. The, will the offseason be shortened? Yes. Could the NFL sit here and say, we have free agency the beginning of March. We have the combine beginning of February. We have the draft at the end of April. All right, so you have to move those things. You have a lot of dead time in the calendar. And what the NFL does better than any other sport is give you a big event every month or month and a half that is able to – you get a lot of attention for. Super Bowl comes the beginning of February, right? Then you have the combine. Then free agency comes a couple weeks after that. Then you have free agency for a couple weeks. Then what happens? Then we're getting into the draft prep, and we prep for the draft. Then we get out of the draft, and then we get into mini camps. And so This is what the NFL does. So if one year that's got to be compressed, okay. The NFL could start December 1st and have a regular season play through and finish at the end of March and really not have anything affected. And the same thing with college football. You can have college football start January 1st if you want to. Now, would this mean a compressed schedule that maybe you're having the draft in May or June next year? Sure. But could you have the NFL draft in a month after you play this? Sure you could. You know, I'm not saying you have to do this, but just be open to the fact that the only reason the NFL and, and college football is quote, in jeopardy right now is because of their own vision, whether it's short-sightedness or pride, and I'm going to guess a lot of pride because the NFL has stood up and said, hey, we're not changing anything for coronavirus. Come on, you come get us. Uh, If the NFL, like I said, if they get a little bit more bendable and flexible and say, okay, yeah, we, we don't really need to start beginning of September. And, I, yeah, you don't want to keep pushing start and say well, it's going to be October, it's going to be November. But if you want to say, you know what, this is too much mess, we're going to start December 1st. Whoa, okay then. All right, I I get it. I understand that. And you can play all the way through, even if it's a 12-game season. It's okay. If, if you're not making as much money as you're making, you're not making as much money as you're making, but you're still having football. Only the, the pride in that schedule, and that it's always been done this way, which is always the worst reason to say anything. Well, we've always done it this way. Uh, in, in any business, that's the worst thing to say. We've always done it this way. <laughs> oh, right. That's great. Yeah. That way. That's, why, that, that's why our business is in the toilet, because you've always done it this way. Uh, it, the NFL, that's the only schedule they're on is their own, because the NFL, more than anybody else, and college football – can move. The NBA's got to finish one season before they get to another season. Major League Baseball is going to get to a point where it's too cold to play the season, so we got to get to the other season. All the other sports are on a calendar, and and the NFL isn't. I just we when we started in September, yeah, okay, well this is kind of a different year, and things are kind of different than they've ever been in the history of the world. So I think moving the NFL season by two or three months isn't the worst thing. Moving college football by three months wouldn't be the worst thing, and you can get just about the same kind of regular season postseason you have as if you were playing from the beginning of September. You could do it. Look at you, a practical application to to businesses needing to be pliable in these uncertain times. I I applaud you. This might be the most rational argument you've made in six and a half years uh, on these airwaves together. In in that you're both wow, right. You. You, you you want to keep the you want to keep everything together. No, I mean, look, I, I just said it was first. I didn't say there weren't others that were good. Oh, okay. I just okay. tried to give you a superlative, you jackass. Don't take it like it's <laughs> I was giving you a backhand. Come on, it's just the the idea. And and I've done rants, and you know, I do my my quick hits here and there for affiliates, and I, I wave and. And a lot of the talk has been about the restart, of course. And I keep going back into how businesses try to open and how we try to keep things moving. You got to be smart. You've got to be nimble and you've got to read the room as best you can. And obviously everything's contingency plans. I don't know how many they've got drawn up in the NFL, 
but I don't believe for a second it's like, all right, here's plan A and everything else can beat it. I don't buy that for a minute. Like, I, I think there's a, a number of, all right, if this and then statements and you've got guys uh, with whiteboards all over the place trying to figure this out and make sure that you've covered all the different permutations of testing and what you do in terms of a positive test, etc. Likewise, the calendar is something to be looked at, whether it's those four games at the front of the season get lopped off and become the last month of the year, or you shift the calendar entirely. Obviously, you've got to work with your broadcast partners. You've got to work with local broadcast partners. I mean, there are some moving parts through this, but in the end, everybody recognizes and will do the story about the NBA because oh look how much it's going to cost for the bubble. It's like you're a bunch of dopes if you don't think that multiple <laughs> is some 5 to 10 to 20 times the number that's being cited. Likewise for the NFL, they rec- recognize how big the nut is if and when they pull this off. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. The only reason anything is in jeopardy in the NFL is because of their own desire to stick to the schedule they've always had. There it is. I thought you were going to quote Tom Brady. The only thing they have to fear is fear itself. Oh, isn't that the beginning of of an Iron Maiden song, right? They play that speech by Winston Churchill. Well, that's a cult of personality. No, no, no. The only thing we have to... Cult of personality. That's a great riff by Vernon Reed. Oh, what a, what an album that was. Are you kidding me? Oh, that was great. Oh, yeah. I saw them live once, and I, I stood there and mesmerized watching him work, man. Did anybody heckle Corey Glover about Platoon? That he was, that he, no. he oh, okay, all right. Because uh, no, I was stunned, I'm like, hey, that's Corey Glover. I remember seeing Platoon going, hey, that's a guy <laughs> from Cult of Personality. He's in Platoon. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why today is such a big day is because today is the day that baseball teams have started reporting for spring training. Now they're coming in dribs and drabs today, tomorrow. There's no, it's not like normal opening day where, hey, the players are coming here. There's going to be a big press conference. But today is the day. They figured everything out, and now they're reporting where they can start getting ready for the season in a day or two where there's going to be video of, of batting practice and drills, and there will be interviews. And I am so glad we're at today, but not just because I'm glad, you know, baseball starting, obviously. Mm -hmm. I feel like we had to get to this day. Like we had to, you know, to the waiting and the planning and so much care that's gone on with it. We've heard that forever. And the, and the back and forth with labor was just such a pain in the ass. And now we're finally here where now it's okay. All this is done. And now the practical application of trying to play baseball is here. So now we can focus on we're here. They're actually practicing and whatever drama stories come at it, they're here and they're going. Because if there were more days of, well, we're waiting and they figured everything out, but they're not showing up for another couple more weeks, it's, oh, my goodness. I feel now, now that we're here, it's a day that, okay, we've gotten to the next benchmark of the we agreed to begin the season. We agreed to continue the season. Then we came to an agreement on how the season will start, and now everybody reports. What we get from here on out, we get, right? As I, as I always say, we get what we get with sports this year. We don't get upset. It could stop any day. We could play all season. But just getting to this day – just so we can see, all right, sports is here, and we can all unite. Because for everybody, all the big baseball fans, and some say, oh, we should have waited to play. Some say we got to play now. It doesn't matter. We're all here. 
We're all in it. We're all looking forward. We want, we want baseball to come back. We're ready for them to play. We're trying it. There's going to be temperature checks, and there's going to be checks and balances, and players are going to get checked every day or every two days. Now we're at the practical part of baseball players with their teams. There's actual balls hitting gloves and bats, and we're here. This was a big day for us to get to, and I'm glad we're here. And I didn't know how many players were going to say, I don't, I'm not up for the restart. Uh, I don't know if other players uh, are still thinking about it, and we may get a couple more in dribs and drabs, but just the fact that, okay, we're here reporting, we needed to get to this day. And now we're here, and the story can go forward again. A big benchmark day for everybody. Oh, it's like a damn national holiday <laughs> in, in the midst of chaos and a lot of a lot of other big, important and meaty topics and questions in each municipality. No, seeing the, the first shots from different fields and, you know, uh, the first picture I saw for today was Bryce Harper. And I love that two hours ago he posted the famous Rocky quote. It ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and you keep moving forward because that's how winning's done. <laughs> uh, that's Bryce Harper for for this year's mantra as he gets things going. He was also wearing, I think, a Real Muto uh, jersey as he was running about, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, but the, the fact of guys just getting to this spot is so important from a psychological standpoint for those that are running the sport for baseball fans. And you're looking for positive news, right? I I do the find your wins and there's little blogs and and it's usually related to a song that hit my playlist and reminding of something of the day, things like that. You know, we all need it. You're you're trying to figure it out. Your, your daughter's going through this huge movie run with some of the greats and be careful. Some of that dialogue that's now going to be shot back at you in every conversation going forward. But the idea is, you know, you're finding those little pieces uh, of positivity and where you can find common ground, have a laugh, share a smile, everybody doing that across the country. And that's why you're here with us on Fox sports radio. Thanks for being part of our extended family and to see Bryce Harper out there, hair up like he's a Jedi and have, Having a, a headband on and and <laughs> running in the field and whatever, whatever that that's a that's a little slice of positivity that good things are coming and that you've got to force in some ways you've got to force the good to keep happening because you know there it's very easy to get beat down right now if if you want to just ensconce yourself uh, in velvet like George Costanza, that'd be a positive. But if you're just watching, see, I had to bring it back to Costanza. But if you're just going through and you're and you're checking news sources, it's very easy to get beaten down and, and feel like, what did I, where, where did we make a win today? Well, we saw baseball players back on the field. So the hope is now we put the next foot forward and keep pushing towards opening day. Yeah, just a big, big day that we actually get to the next part of the story. We advance the story because we have been in this never-ending cycle of, all right, when it does come back, here's here's the plan, and here's new adjustments to the plan, and here's what the players will do, and here's new adjustments from the league when the players say what they'll be okay with. And we've been in that never-ending cycle, and now it's, okay, baseball is here, and, and the NBA is getting there too. That's going to be really soon as well. And it, it's a it's a big day in all of sports because we have hit that next part of how do we do it to now we're actually going to be doing it. And, and there, there's just a, it's a different feel today than it was yesterday. It's a great, great day, and hopefully we got baseball all the way through. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's getting to be crunch time, Mike Harmon. Uh, Zoe is watching A Few Good Men for the first time. Mm-hmm. She just watched uh, Joe make the really bad mistake of not telling Danny that Loudon Downey was not in the room at the time of the Code Red was ordered. And 
They tried to play should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid. So I think she thinks things are a little bit difficult right now for uh, the good guys. We should probably sell galactically stupid shirts. <laughs> I always thought that was not one of with, the more I'm with stupid. Lines. I'm with yeah. galactically stupid. You know, look, A Few Good Men is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's like a rite of passage for her to get to watch that tonight. And I told my wife, I said, can we please just stop before the let, before Jessup's scene, before he testifies? Can we please just stop before that so I can watch that with her? And she was like, yeah, but I'm like, the rest of the movie is okay. And then, you know, I go in, you know, and say, hey, what's going on? She goes, oh, wow, they they, they got really mad. Uh, Tom Cruise got really mad at Demi Moore for uh, objecting. I go, oh, because she strenuously objected. Yes, well, in that case, you strenuously object. Uh, so this is, this is what's going on going on in my house it's it's kind of weird to walk in and go what are you up to now oh oh you just found out about markinson yeah you can't handle the truth yeah didn't oh didn't, he had didn't. a good run though right. markinson no he yeah. didn't that guy sure did. had a hell of a career he pulled out a nickel-plated revolver and put i mean he got in a full i didn't say uniform. he had a good finish but he had yeah. a good run you gotta gotta hand it to those u.s marshals boy i'll tell you what uh no i, I don't think markinson had a good run remember he always he didn't it, get uh, up as high as, as Jessup was. And he was very upset about that. You could tell he was a little jealous that Jessup rose higher on the in the hierarchy of the United States uh, Marine Corps than, than, than Should Mark have been Hansen more did. crooked in that fictional world. Well, that's true. I, 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 I guess you should, should have ordered more Code Reds, I guess. <laughs> no, oh, notice how I left it in the fictional world. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie. Zoe's not listening right now. And if you haven't seen A Few Good Men, yeah. where the hell you been? Well, no, they do tell you in the beginning that Jessup ordered the code red because you see that quick scene that says, you know, let's, oh, sure. let's make sure Private Santiago knows what, what it's like to do. So they do tell you that in the beginning. I, I, but, well, you know, but I just some folks to make might sure. have missed that one. Well, it's the beginning of the movie. You, you can't really miss it. It's right there. Yeah, but you might just miss it because you get so sucked into the character development. And the obvious love issues. And for me, it was the great work of Kevin Pollack. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, for me, it was, hey, look, there's Jack Nicholson and Jack Bauer. Wow, is he going to save the world again? <laughs> well, I mean, you could do that, too, if you want to get that deep in, in, yeah. into that whole process. Okay. Right? I mean, I don't know if Zoe's starting to uh, conflate the different characters and, oh. and what their those actors and their roles. Hey, in the, is this guy the vampire? Is he going <laughs> to try to – how could he sit in sunlight like that? No, I just I just blew her mind because I said, okay, can I tell you something? She goes, yeah. So remember when they had the uh, commander on the stand about lactic acidosis and the poison on the race? She goes, yeah. I go, that guy – because I told her she's a big Knives Out fan. She loves him. I go – that guy in real life is married to Jamie Lee Curtis. And she Seriously? Was like, it's, like, it's, it's like I told her, here's an easy way to make a million dollars. And she was like, oh, wait, really? And I see her, she goes, but she's so much older. I go, Zoe, well, this movie is almost 30 years old now, just so you know. <laughs> I mean, this is 1992. Because really, because that's the thing about A Few Good Men. It doesn't, it ages so well because of, it's not one of those movies where you watch and go, oh boy, th- this didn't age well. You know, even though, because certain things from 20, 25 years ago that were so good 
don't age well. Like, look, you know I talk about West Wing all the time, how great West Wing is. and I go, But you look at it now and go, that really didn't age well because you look at where we are now with politics and how things are, and this looks like the, the tamest version of, of, of what you could possibly happen. So West Wing doesn't age well, but few good men. I mean, that, that aged tremendously. You know, it doesn't matter that there's no cell phones or anything. Although it would at the end, the texting with, you know, it would be Kathy texting Sam all the time. Do you have the airmen? Where are you? Where are you? Are you parking? Are the airmen coming in? Sure. Where's O'Malley and Rodriguez? Are you walking into the courtroom? But that would take away from the actual drama of Sam walking in with the airmen at the end. But I mean, no, that, and that's but one then of those you'd things. Have to stipulate, yeah, but you'd have to stipulate in your in your storytelling that the judge had barred all electronic devices. Uh, uh, electronical? Electronic. Electro- did devices. you really say electronical? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? My brain was working a lot faster. I had a good punchline, and then I just stepped all over myself. Electronic devices. Electronic devices. Electronic. Uh, Oh, boy. I don't know why that would have rolled off my brain. I I don't know. Not enough caffeine, I guess. Listen, let let me just say, because I know at least one of your daughters is listening. Look, Ellie, Maddie, I want to let you know. Northwestern is not the best place to go to school, apparently, because you learn words like electronical. All right, so maybe maybe you know a what? different maybe, place. Maybe, maybe we're just creative to enough to, to create our own new lingo. May- How about maybe that? De- and, and if you think any <laughs> of my family actually listens, <laughs> come on. Your kids listen. You bring them into work all the time. They get to hang out. I get to see them every couple of months. Well, it used to be. I mean, it's it's been a few months. It, ha- it so has been. They're, well, they're yeah, too well, obviously, busy yeah. catching up. Yeah, oh, so now they're okay. catching up on all sorts of their television shows. Now they're Here's too old. my next viewing of private practice. Or last night during the birthday celebration, get this, a little bit of keeping up with the Kardashians. Whoa. Oh, hey, I meant to tell you this. Now, uh, okay, hang on. Door's closed. Hey, so you recommended Lock and Key to me, right, as a TV show, Netflix show to watch. Kind of like, it's kind of like I Harry recommended po- it to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, well, obviously, I said you. for Zoe, you recommend. You said you're watching it with your daughter, so we turn on the. Yeah. It's kind of like Harry Potter meets Goosebumps, is kind of yeah. is kind of what I think it is. And so I'm like, okay. And then in the first bleeping pilot episode, we watched two characters almost had sex, and I'm like, you yeah, inappropriate. Look away, look away. What are you doing to me? Oh, you don't know what the hell you're please. doing. Please. <laughs> You don't know what the hell you're doing. Seen any of that? You're kidding. No, no, she hasn't. Nobody got it on. No, she hasn't. They showed none of it. No, no, I know, but still, it was. What's this? Whoa, look at me. Look at me. Don't look at there. Fast forward. Fast forward. I mean, that's kind of what we had to do a little bit. Fast forward. Fast forward. Prank caller. Okay. Prank caller. Different. different I mean, you gotta, you gotta look, you've me taken some liberties. Like I know with some of the movies you've got her watching, which can be deeply psychologically affecting. <laughs> this one was just, hey, people got a little bit excitable as teenagers. It happens. Boy, uh, uh, boy, is, is that that was really tough for Tom Cruise to break out of the uh, the prison at the beginning of Ghost Protocol with that music and everything. No, this is a little bit different. It's a, just let me know if there's something like that happening. I I I, I didn't look it up and it kind of took me by surprise. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't think much of it. Oh, whew, Sorry, boy. Okay, that's you know because you know I, what, I, nobody was walking around. You know everything. You know all uh, slide over baby hour, yeah, full, I, full and free. Oh boy, that was. I went from, hey, there's Bobby from the X-Men. To, Whoa, look at me. Look away. Look away. Look away. Look away. Uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Uh, 
any any television questions you may have, either of us on Twitter at How About a Fresco or yeah, we do a hell of a job. Up. I mean, yeah. I you know we'll, we'll get work on our rating system, I guess, mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah, we will sure. as to sure. as sure. to where something's too suggestive, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, buddy, I don't mean to cause you any grief there. And, and, hey, and uh, that's right. Speaking of content, uh, our brand new special teams podcast mm-hmm. went up today. Uh, you can download it, get it on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, basically wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, every week, Mike and I look back at some special teams and sports history, and today we look back at Tim Tebow's playoff win for the Broncos, nearly a decade old. Uh, what happened to make it happen? How the Steelers personnel made that win possible for Tebow? Why it went so bad from right after. Uh, we spotlight Demarius Thomas, who was in his run as the best wide receiver in the game, a very young Antonio Brown. Uh, so special teams, Tim Tebow's last playoff win, the overtime win that the Broncos had over the Steelers. Again, iTunes, iHeartRadio app, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's there. Grab it. Take a listen. If you like it, rate us and give us five stars. If you hate us, give us five stars. Do us a favor. Uh, so we got a couple of big NFL stories coming your way in a couple of minutes, but the today we saw some big NBA news revolving around a couple of big stars in the game. One was Giannis Antetokounmpo, who said winning the NBA title is going to be harder uh, in the pandemic, which he's kind of right and also wrong about. We'll have that coming up in a few minutes. But today, Damian Lillard talked about the doubts he has on players following the rules and the isolation rules in the Orlando bubble. He doesn't know if players are going to do what the NBA wants them to do, and that is not go out and stay away and self-isolate and and be in quarantine for the remainder of the NBA season, however long it goes. And this is exactly what we've been saying for the last couple of weeks. If you're going to play sports, if we're going to have them, it relies on athletes in their 20s and 30s making good decisions because that's what's going to make sure we continue to play if not and you get players saying screw it i'm going out to a bar or i'm going to go out to dinner i'm going to do this i'm not going to be careful guess what then we're going to have positive covid19 tests and then the nba season is going to be paused or stopped or canceled altogether so it's up to them to make good decisions but it's more of how i feel that i've come around on the idea of the bubble from being an idea that sounded great but wasn't a great one to now being our last hope right like i've come around my, like like president obama likes to say my opinion is evolving of this and i was a real non-fan of the Orlando bubble idea in the beginning because i thought it was too difficult to pull off but now mike the way things have gone well, you started past, listening to me then it was no. It was it was it was just too tough. How hard how hard was it going to be to pull this off with all the different minutia and things in place? And the you have a rat phone line to tell people about cars that shouldn't be here and and keeping people around. And I, it was going to be impossible to do. But now, as we've seen in the country the past two weeks. You can't simply trust that everybody's going to do the right thing. And you can have 11 people on a team doing the right thing and one guy not doing it. And guess what? That could be four positive COVID-19 tests. I I really feel like the bubble is the last big hope of playing the NBA season because the NBA will have control of the situation and control of all the players as best as you can. Because, look, Lillard's right when he says, listen, can you get it? You know, you're not. You're not going to get everybody to follow the rules and everybody to stay. But is this your best chance of giving everybody to follow the rules? Look at Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah, we trust the guys. Well, 
you're going to get to do whatever you want to. I mean, baseball players, you could be lunatics. You can go out anywhere you want. You can go and, 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 yeah. and show up in the morning and work out and then go home and do whatever you want, at least in Orlando in the bubble. The NBA will be in charge of keeping you healthy and keeping you away from COVID-19 and playing basketball. Is it going to be the best optic? No, you're going to see an, uh, you're going to see more of a push. Uh, Kyrie Irving's uh, talk a couple weeks ago about how tough it's going to look for you know a bunch of African American men in a bubble being told they can and can't do things. I get that part of it, but in the end, this is about playing an NBA season and it's about keeping people safe. And I'm hoping that that's the overwhelming. Uh, thing that people see is we're talking about playing the NBA again. These guys talk about getting back to doing what they do for a living. So that's what I hope is is the overwhelming optic that we get from this. And look, this is this is where we're at. And I wonder if MLB is going to start thinking we should have done the bubble thing too. NFL might reconsider playing in a bubble if the NBA bubble works. Because, like I said, this is this is the last great hope that we can play the NBA season because you can control and at least keep uh, the vast majority of players away from making decisions that could harm them from getting back on the court and their teams from getting on the court. I went from the, the bubble being idea, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, to now I'm like, well, this may be the last hope for, for the NBA just because the way things change in the past couple of weeks with the spike in coronavirus tests because you, know, you can't trust everybody to, to do the right thing and make right decisions. Yeah, I mean, as we've gone through this the last few weeks, and, and I've, I'd like to think – as we often are, we're, we're thinking outside the box and getting ahead of this, right? The national furor yesterday over Stephen A. Smith and sex in the bubble. How long ago did we do that story about smuggling people in through the underground tunnels and paying off security guards and everything else? That is so far in the past that I can't even see it in my rear view. Uh, so welcome to the club, everybody. Uh, as for the the optic of guys being in lockdown or whatever term you want to use for it, it's millions of dollars they're making for their bank accounts and generational wealth, and it informs deals that are worth billions going forward. I think everybody should get over that one and, again, move forward. Uh, my favorite quote on this was from Kemba Walker earlier today. Quote, I'm a single man with no kids, so I'm going to be fine. All I do is stay in the house, so there's nothing wrong with me staying in the room. It's it's about your livelihood. It's about the, the quest for a championship. It's about trust between teammates. It's going to be about the health of your locker room and how much there is trust and leadership within there. And for the, the bubble, the only part of the plan that, that I didn't like and I still wish they – and they've got time to address it – is to figure out how to build out a bigger contract with whatever staffing services or through Disney to where – all of those people commit to living on site. And if you have two shifts, one comes in and then another has to test positive or test negative before they can enter four weeks later. So those folks can go home or however you want to do it. That's the only part of the equation that still has uncertainty enough to where it could blow it all up. Right. When those resort employees go home for the night and I know there's going to be stringent testing policies and everything else to make sure they keep it as clean and safe as they can. You've added that element and made that variable more 
dependent in your equation than it needs to be, right? That coefficient is much larger than it needs to be. Look how nerdy I'm getting now when you made fun of my speech five minutes ago, jerk. But the, <laughs> the idea is that, that as much as you can curtail, you know, the outside activity, which means however you're doing entertainment, boom. However you're doing food, all locked down, right? It's a five-star resort and then some. If you need to, you make a man-made lake like the Universal Backlot so they can have a banana boat to drive around. Whatever the hell it's going to take to keep people happy and entertained for those months that they're there. And let's face it, a lot of these teams aren't going to be there for months. That's the other part of this thing that is, makes me hopeful that they're going to be able to pull it off is that as soon as teams are getting settled and right now they're starting to go stir crazy, guess what? You lost. Get out. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.